SEC Champion Dog Nation Podcast, episode number 21. Believe it, baby. dog fans is the dog nation podcast episode number 21 it is the georgia lsu sec championship game post game show i'm joined as usual by my faithful co-host old dog and we're here to talk to you guys and kind of relay some of the excitement i'm telling you i was talking to old dog old dog i don't even hardly know what to say i'm so i am so freaking excited and so proud and so happy to be a dog fan today I'm just I'm just bursting with dog pride today. How about you, man? It's a great day to be a Georgia Bulldog, as every day is. As but, every uh, day is. But this is certainly a good one. I mean, it's always great when you win a championship, and uh, having the Sugar Bowl right here in our own backyard even makes it sweeter. Man. No pun intended. Man. We won the SEC championship last night, dog fans. The SEC, the whole conference, we're the best team in the best conference in the country. And nobody can take that away from us. Auburn can say whatever they want, baby, but we got the hardware. We got the bling. 2005 SEC champions. Not a division crown, but the daggum title, conference title. I love it. And we, we do need to take our hats off to the most hated Gator of all, Steve Spurrier, because without a South Carolina win over Florida, we would have not been in that game. We would not be SEC champs. And South Carolina has been rewarded going to what used to be known as the Poulon Weed Eater Bowl in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. The Independence so Steve, I hope Bowl. You enjoy the bowl game there. Yeah, don't get me started on how Gamecock fans were all excited, how it was reported they were going to the Outback, and they were so excited to be going to a big-time bowl game, the Outback Bowl. And now it turns out they're going to the Independence Bowl. What is the, When is that game, like December 12th or something? I don't I even think so. <laughs> I mean, you know, it sums it up. It used to be the Pool on Weed Eater Bowl. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, did you see what Herb Street said yesterday on the College Game Day pregame show? We're talking about Greg no, Blue? No, I missed that. He quoted Greg Blue in the pregame show as saying, Greg Blue, quote, I didn't come to Georgia to go to no stinking peach bowl. That's what he said before the game, man. I mean, that's my kind of attitude, baby. We, we, Georgia, we don't, we're not excited about the stinking peach bowl, baby. We come for conference titles. Along those lines, and and not to get off on our, on our friends in South Carolina, but I had a uh, discussion with a guy I work with that's a big Carolina fan, and he says, I just don't understand why, uh, you know, it's saying here that it looks like that uh, if y'all lost, y'all would end up in the peach and we'd be in the Outback Bowl, and I just don't understand why they wouldn't pick y'all since y'all have a better record and beat us. And uh, I said, well, Billy, I said, not to hurt your feelings or anything, I said, but we just don't get excited going to these secondary bowls like that. I said, we wouldn't go. I said, y'all would pack up and go down there in mass. I said, you know, everyone remembers when y'all uh, had your season of destiny and ended up in the 
Conquest Bowl. <laughs> Season of Destiny. That's exactly right. The Outback Bowl, dog fans could give a damn about the Outback Bowl. We don't travel for the Outback Bowl. We don't even yeah, get out of bed for the Outback, the Outback Bowl. Man, we got one right around the corner. Exactly. I might be hungover on New Year's Day. I don't even care about the Outback Bowl. I don't even, literally, I wouldn't even get out of bed to watch the Outback Bowl. <laughs> Much less go to Tampa. Matter of fact, most of the time I've seen the Outback Bowl, I have been in bed because doesn't it come on like it? It's like eleven o'clock in the morning, in the morning on like New Year's Day. Yeah, I mean, who cares, man? Anyway, back to the matter at hand: the SEC Championship Dogs, baby. Um, a couple of things. I, I mean, it's just a. I mean, holy crap! What a great game, man. Sweet, well, I tell you what, man, we sweet as sugar. Play in all phases of the game. Two big I was plays. Glad to see the defense right off the bat was ready. First game in three that we have not let the opposing team score on their first drive. I got and you I know can't it. tell you how important that is. I mean, we just stuffed them, and that was that set the tone for the whole game. Just like we said in the pregame show, LSU is a first-half team. And I'm telling you, when we held them and then we scored, I knew right off the bat we were going to win the game. We were talking about it because LSU is a start-fast team, and we talked about it in the pregame show. We needed to start fast and stay with them in the first quarter. And we said in the pregame show for the podcast that if we can be with them at halftime or be lead them at halftime, we got it. And I knew as soon as I saw them that they did not get off the bus. They were not ready to play. They were never a factor. They were never a factor in this game. We had two big plays on offense, two big plays on defense, and one huge special teams play, and that was the five nails and the tiger coffin, baby. It was just damn wonderful. Back-to-back yeah, weeks. And, and I tell you, though, even without the block punt, even without Jennings' interception there late for, you know, taking it back, you know, we, we just dominated. Oh, yeah, I mean, we still had them. Never, uh, you know, you and I talked about it right there, you know, probably with about two, three minutes to go in the first quarter, it was obvious who was going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, we were better prepared, and it just looked like we just wanted it more. Absolutely. Even when LSU scored their first touchdown to make it 14-7, to you could see the fire and the determination in our defense about how pissed off they were that LSU scored, how they were fighting with the refs, and I knew our guys had the right frame of mind. I mean, our guys were fired up, and they were not fired up. And well, and I was glad to see that Martinez, too, is, you know, bringing different schemes. This is the third week in a row now that, you know, we've had some new wrinkles in. We're bringing people from all over the field, putting heat on the quarterback, uh, you know, taking away what they do best, which was their run game. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Uh, DJ was on last night. I mean, that first pass that he threw for the touchdown to Sean Bailey, and we've talked about this a lot on the on the podcast. I mean, Bailey never broke stride. It's amazing what can happen when you do that. You got I mean, that. the ball just dropped right in, dropped in his hands. He caught it, and bam, there it was. Mm-hmm. He could have mm-hmm. run. He could have run for another hundred yards if he needed to. You got that right. It was great. I mean, it was so great. And I tell you what, I'm becoming more and more of a Willie Martinez fan. You know, last week, Willie Martinez had them watching film. He had the defense watch film from the 2003 SEC Championship game when they uh, LSU running back, uh, whatever his name is, I don't even know. Uh, the LSU running back back then hung so many yards on us. And, I think it, was, it wasn't Broussard, but it was something along It was like Justin Vin- I don't know what his name was. I don't even yeah, care. Yeah, I, I try to forget stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. It, it was actually it was Justin Vincent was his name. Um, Justin Vincent, he ran all over the oh, dogs. Oh, close. 
And that same guy had 15 yards against us last night. Willie Martinez challenged him, man. He said, they are not going to throw on us. They are not going to run on us. They're not going to do anything on us. And I'm telling you, I'm starting to like what Willie Martinez has got going. You know, maybe we were too hard on him because... Remember, I can't even remember Van Gorder's first year, really. You know what I mean? But this is Willie Martinez's first year. Maybe three or four years from now, he'll be just as good or better than Van Gorder. You know, maybe he's just getting his feet wet. But I like what he's done, you know? Well, and, and you know, I know you're not one to, to toot your own horn, but I certainly am. And uh, Willie Martinez's turnaround came after we blasted him on the podcast. Absolutely. Told him this conservative defense that he was running wasn't going to cut it. Absolutely. He needed to bring the heat. And he needed to look at things. And uh, we know he listens. We know he took it to heart. And wow. Well, he's a member of the Dog Nation now. Well, it's, there's no doubt. The Dog Nation podcast sets the standard for Bulldog news on the Internet. I mean, everybody knows we are the number one source for dog news on the net. Whether you're coaching staff, a player, a fan, whatever. The Dog Nation podcast is setting the standard. And we know that uh, we've helped Willie Martinez out. And, uh, you know, I'm comfortable with that. I'm totally comfortable with it. Well, I know he's thankful. I know he's thankful, too. Thankful. I know. It's no fun being like the coaching staff there at Georgia Southern. Uh, fired, uh, you know, a couple weeks before Christmas. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, that's a Merry Christmas but to I, you there in Statesboro. What a blast that was. I mean, the dome was rocking. Uh, Georgia <laughs> fans were out in force. Uh, LSU was kind of subdued. Uh, well, we knew that, you know, the night before. Man, we walked into the Cheetah 3, and there are four of them sitting there walking, uh, watching uh, TV. Yeah, you talk about subdued. The guys are at the Cheetah 3 watching watching a, Louis, a La Tech game. Um, know, who in their right mind is going to do that? <laughs> no, clearly, clearly they're not in their right mind. Hey, here's another big stat for you, a huge stat for you. This Georgia senior class moved into the lead, and I know you're, you're going to have something to say about this, but they moved into the lead as the winningest senior class ever, 44-8. and eight. They moved past the total win total of the 83 senior class that was 43-4-1. and one. But remember, that class only lost four games. This class has lost eight games, which is a little bit different, but... Uh, you know, Brandon Cotu had a uh, record-tying 51-yarder in the SEC championship game. Um, it was Yeah, it was, and one thing to remember on that, too, that's that's off turf, too. There's mm-hmm. no T, there's no anything. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, that kid's going to have a big future. That, yeah, he's a I kicker, you, man. That, and that kick he had, that would have been good from another 10 yards out. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I think the Dog Nation might find kind of funny. Well, when Brian McClendon blocked that punt, my wife looked at me and she said, is that the Brian McClendon that you've been down on all year? And I said, yeah, I'm not so happy with him as a receiver, but as a damn punt blocker, I love him, baby. <laughs> I love what he's doing for me on punt block, man. You know, and you were talking about new wrinkles in the offense. You talk about a new wrinkle. How about Sean Bailey and uh, Brian McClendon? The new wrinkle is them hauling in every catch, every ball that uh, that uh, Shockley's throwing. To catch. Yeah, that but, was a new uh, wrinkle. And I mean, you know, but it, it went back. We just exactly what we were talking about earlier too. We established the run and we control the tempo of the game. Yeah, exactly. Well, Quentin Moses said after the game, he said everybody was, he was quoted as saying everybody was on the same page from the first play and that just totally set the tone for us. Totally set the tone. Hold on, oh, I'm being, hold on, I'm being interrupted here by showbiz son uh, Spencer. Spencer, how's it going? Uh, what do you think about the uh, – now, I'm also getting interrupted on the phone line here. Uh, showbiz Morty. Hang on a second. Uh, it's nobody important, though. Uh, Spencer, what do you think about the Dogs winning the SEC championship? 
Come, come over here. Come closer to the showbiz microphone. Right here for the first time on the podcast is showbiz son, Spencer. Are you excited? Yes. You are excited? Is it big to be a... Are you, are you happy to be a dog fan? Yes. You happy to win SEC championship? Yes. Huge, man. Good deal. Okay, well, uh, thanks. Talk to you later. Um, man, Quentin Moses, everybody's on the same page. Les Miles. Les Miles said after the game, the SEC from top to bottom, in my opinion, is the most competitive, most athletic league that, and, that I've ever been at or played in. And Danny well, Verdun Wheeler. Danny Verdun yeah, Wheeler was excited about being back in three weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, and they will be, you know, because they'll be there in the peach ball. You got it, buddy. You absolutely got but, it. Uh, and, and, again, we come up with another uh, defensive coordinator on the opposing side that the announcers love to get gush over the name. What was this guy, Bo Bellini or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought that was a little ball that you use in the game of bocce. Exactly. I, yeah, that is the little ball in bocce, isn't it? You know, but they just, you know, they, they kept talking about him, you know, and apparently uh, apparently he needs to go back to defensive school or uh, start listening to the podcast. Maybe we'll help him out over the summer. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Well, you know, he definitely needs to be listening to the podcast. There's no doubt. Because okay. we just dominated him. Here's, here's mean, the, the offense was, we were, we were just a rolling machine. Here's the quote of the day for you, man. You know, LSU, we held LSU to 74 yards on the ground, which was 219 fewer yards than they rushed on us two years ago with Justin Vincent. That kid had 201 yards against us two years ago by himself, and he only had 15 yards last night. They quoted him after the game as saying, they just seemed to want it more than we did. That's the quote of the day, baby. LSU running back Justin Vincent, they just seemed to want it more than we did. And that is true, baby. Finish the drill, dogs. Finish the drill. That's, That's Mark Rick's exactly calling right. card. Uh-oh. And, and we did. I mean, you could see it. You know, and we've talked about that, uh, you know, throughout with other teams, you know, looking like, like that, you know, and taking control. And that's what it is. Those two quick strikes we had helped. Uh set their defensive back on their heels mm-hmm. and the fact that they never could get off the ground uh, you know even on their touchdown drive which was kind of a fluke uh, you know we were just dominant oh, on they had, every how about the damn fumble the ball. was he not sitting on Trey Battle's face mask I mean no he wasn't sitting on Trey Battle's Trey Battle's the guy who hit him that receiver for LSU that fumbled the ball oh, yeah, and they said his forward problem. progress no had been stopped let me tell you something. If that guy gets away from Mentor after he's struggling like that and sitting on Mentor's face mask, if he gets away from Mentor and advances the ball, they by God for sure will give him those yardage. But when we when Trey Battle knocks his head off and he fumbles the ball, oh well then, you know, his forward progress is stopped and the fumble doesn't count. That's crap, man. That's crap officiating. That was a bad call they made last night. Well, as, as you, you know, you know as a loyal dog fan like everybody listening, everyone's always against us. Everybody's against us all the time on every uh, play. Referees always make calls that go the other way. Uh, you know, then that's what's so good about being a fan because in the in the face of adversity, we always prevail. You got it, baby. How about LSU? How about LSU as low as they could go, man? When we knocked Jamarcus Russell out, they looked up at the scoreboard. It was fourth down and 32. They're down 24 to 7, and their their hope, their starting quarterback, is laying there on the mat, nearly unconscious from a sack. 
that was huge, man. When Jeff Owens sacked it, uh, Jamarcus Russell and took him out of the game, and you called uh, you called it a fake injury there for a second. You were calling Jamarcus Russell on the fake injury, and I thought you were right about it. Fourth and 32 for LSU, baby. Down 24-7. yet either. I know, exactly. I want to see the MRIs before I think he's not just I'm faking not, it to I'm get out of the game. Down yet, but I do think he probably was hurt. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm getting it. We got an interruption here from my other showbiz son, Showbiz Ray. What's your question, Showbiz Ray? Say hey to the dog nation. Hi! <laughs> What's your question, Showbiz Ray? What is it? Oh, he's asking about granola bars. I don't know about, I don't know where any more granola bars are, Ray. Dog Sorry. Fans don't eat them. I'm done, exactly. That's Every, all I can tell you about a granola bar. Everybody in the, someone from Tech with one. <laughs> everybody in the Dog Nation household has got different uh, you know, different things they're worried about at this point on Sunday afternoon. All right, old dog, let's take a break and come back. We've got some embedded reporters inside the game uh, that we need to chat with, and we're going to break down the box score right after the break, okay? Stay I with us, dog fans. About Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, I know. you got something to say about Taco Bell. Stay with us, dog fans. We'll be right back to the championship episode. Okay, dog fans, we're back. The Dog Nation podcast rolling on through this SEC championship episode. So, old dog, tell me what you think about the uh, stats last night. I was kind of surprised by some of the box scores of uh, what happened in that game last night. Um, Let me just tell you, on total yards, LSU had 230 total yards. We had 250 total yards. We only had 20 more yards in the game than LSU had. That really surprised well, a lot me. Of, a lot of those yards, though, came on that last touchdown drive of theirs. It was meaningless, too. That's true. That's true. About you know, 80 I mean, of those yards came then, you know. That's true. You know, one of, one of the oldest sayings around is stats lie. And, uh, you know, they're probably we probably didn't have uh, probably not a whole lot of difference in uh, ball possession either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's because we were just scoring so damn quick. But I want to go. Let me tell you some other things here too. We had one sack for a six-yard loss. We sacked them five times for a total of fifty-six yards lost. They yeah, I had. Mean, I think every sack we had was double digits of loss of yardage. Oh God, it was so freaking great when they kept sacking. When they sacked Jamarcus Russell, when Quentin Moses came around the end and just tripped him up on about the five, man, that was great. Then they had those penalties. Well, and, I mean, and to start out, to start out the game. Yeah, uh, you know their first offensive possession. It was so Thompson good. Came around and sacked them. Exactly. You know, I mean that that was the kind of stuff that just set the tone and just showed we were ready to play and we weren't going to put up with a whole lot of stuff. The other kind you of know, thing that set the tone. About how big he was and all that, but man, he fell down just like everybody else did. You damn right he did. He fell down a little easier, I think. Something yeah. else that's plagued us all season: penalties. LSU had nine penalties for seventy-eight yards. We had two penalties for 15 yards. Man, I mean, two we penalties. Just, we were just so well prepared for that game, and I really do think having a tough game with Tech the week before helped keep our focus on the whole thing, because we really, really had 
a situation where we couldn't we couldn't beat ourselves. Mm-hmm. We had to concentrate. We couldn't let down. We couldn't have you know a penalty here or there. You know, knock us back last week or this week, and uh, you know we just rose to the occasion and did it. Hey, talk about rise to the occasion. Gordon Ely Kelso, four punts, averaged 45 yards per punt. And do you know how many total punt return yards Skylar Green had? Do you know? Probably, I'm guessing maybe 10 or 12. Zero. According to, he netted zero yards on punt returns. We punted to him four times, and he got a grand total of zero yards. How's that for stepping up, baby? How's that for stepping up? Skylar Green had 26 yards rushing in the whole game, and that was it, man. That was it. I'm telling you. He had, I mean, Skylar Green is probably their best weapon. He had five yards receiving, 26 yards rushing. That was it. Justin Vincent had 15 yards rushing. They had a well, net. You know, and that's, that's what was so important, and that's where, uh, you know, the special teams and the defense has really come up. You know, like we said a little bit earlier, you know, we are specializing now at taking away what the other team does best. You're right. I'm telling you. I'm, and we're really, we're, I'm telling you, man, we're putting some stuff together here, buddy. And next year, think about it. I mean, I don't, even want, I don't want to start looking ahead, but I'm so excited about this team. I'm excited about playing West Virginia in the Sugar Bowl. I'm excited about being down there and videotaping. We've had some technical difficulty on the videotape, but I'm telling you, by the bowl game, dog fans, we're going to have it worked out, and we're going to videotape that tailgate for you guys up in D.C., you guys in California, you guys in Oregon. We're going to have some video that you can't see anywhere else in the world. You can't go anywhere and see bulldog tailgate like we're going to have for you from the bowl game. I'm just telling you now, mark your calendars, dog fans. But I'm telling you, the things we're able to do on defense, the players we've got coming back next year, I am really looking forward to 2006, baby. I am ready. The dog nation is ready. Well, it's always great to be a Georgia Bulldog. And, you know, right after right after we whip West Virginia, we're entering into uh, probably just my second favorite season, which is recruiting. Uh, followed up by my third best, which is spring football, and then we're right back into uh, <laughs> into real football again. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a year-round job, isn't it? Absolutely. A year-round job, baby. It is. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do a little digging, a little research on the West Virginia Mountaineers. I know we'll have and, that. Uh, though. See what they've been doing, because quite frankly, I don't know a whole lot about them. I know, I know, and I tell you what, dog fans. Uh, that keeps me. Let me tell you, we're gonna. If you've emailed us, or if you want to be on the email list for the Dog Nation, there's a couple of ways you can find out about new shows. Of course, if you're subscribed to the show on Yahoo Music Engine or iTunes or something like that, you just automatically get the new shows delivered to your desktop. But if you're one of the hundreds of fans that we have that listen to the show through the website, you don't know except for checking the website when a new show has been put up. If you'd like to be put on our email list, I promise you we're not going to share your email list. I mean, it's just us. This is a by fans, for fans thing. You're not going to get any spam. The only email you're going to get is when I tell you there's a new show put up. If you email me, you're, if you just email me anything, just say put me on, subscribe me or whatever, I'll put you on our email list and you'll get an automatic email every time because we're not going to be putting up our shows regularly between now and the bowl game. We're going to have a bowl prediction show where the whole staff, including the 
suddenly down on his luck, the uh, <laughs> Smooth, man, Smooth has taken on heavy water in the prognostication yeah, department. Smooth was the only loser yesterday. He was the only loser yesterday, but we're going to have a we're going to have a video podcast of our bowl game show. We're going to do a pregame show where we break down West Virginia and tell you everything you need to know and everything you need to look at to be the smartest guy in your office, to be the smartest guy in your family, to be the smartest guy at the water cooler about West Virginia. Everything you need to know about West Virginia, we're going to break them down for you. So we're going to have several shows between now and the bowl game, but they're not going to come out on a regular basis. So if you want to be if you want to get email notification of when the new shows come out, just drop me a quick email and I'll make sure you get a quick email from us and you know when the new shows come out. Our email address, as you guys ought to know, is dognationpodcast at gmail. That's G-M-A-I-L.com. M-A-I-L.com. Dognationpodcast at gmail.com. And our phone number is 706 534 9954. You can call us. You can leave a voicemail for us. We'll put you on the show. Or you can uh, you can call anytime, 24 hours a day. We'll leave you a uh, we'll put you on the show. Or you can email us to subscribe. Whatever you guys want to do. But we really appreciate your support. We want you to stick with us through the bowl season. We're going to have some funny shows. Who knows when we're going to put up a show. So uh, stay with us. Keep checking the website. Give me your email and I'll make sure you know when the emails when the new shows come out. Um, right now, old dog, you got anything else before we cut to our embedded reporters? Two quick, two quick things. Okay. Uh, one, good news, good news for me and you. Talked to a friend of mine in Talladega, Alabama, earlier this week, mm-hmm. and he has heard that there is a move afoot for me and you to replace Larry Munson in the booth. Yes, Maybe not next year, but soon. I'm telling you, fans I need to unite. I don't know where that rumor got started, but apparently it is sweeping the southeast. It's already down to Talladega, Alabama, huh? Already to Talladega, Alabama. Well, the I, other is, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to ask the Dog Nation uh, to go on a boycott of Taco Bell because their commercials are really pissing me off. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Names. Until someone can tell me what cut of meat a carne asada is, <laughs> I don't want to be eating it. And this commercial where they got this little fruity guy hopping around like a mime, that's got to quit. <laughs> I mean, that those commercials have no place in a manly game of football at all. So and they need to quit making up names. You're so, boycotting Taco Bell because of the Chalupa? <laughs> if it's New York Strip, call it New York Strip. I mean, there, you know, I don't even know what animal a carne asada comes off of. <laughs> what in the fuck is carne asada? Yes. I hear you, man. I hear you, buddy. I just had to vent a little bit. But I do think that is good news that, uh, you know, apparently throughout the southeast, people are calling for me and you on the radio doing the games. Well, I, I don't know. I, I can hear the collective groan from the Dog Nation going, you know, these guys suck. If they put these guys in the booth, it's going to be the end of Georgia football. But by God, we want the job. We want the job. I want We'll take Munson's job when he steps down. I don't want him to step down anytime soon. I don't want him to. I don't want to hasten his retirement. But I'll be glad to take over a two-man booth, me and old dog, two-man booth. And I'm telling you, I can do me some play-by-play, baby. I, well, I'm a beast on the play-by-play. And we're going to bring back the hot babe sideline reporter, too. Oh, yeah. You know we need – and let me tell you, do we not have a selection of hot babes to choose from? When it comes to talent, homegrown talent inside Sanford Stadium, I can find – I could find several thousand girls that could take the sideline talent job for us. And and it's too late to do it this year. But what I'm thinking we're going to do next year is we're going to put together a – 
a Georgia tailgate hot babe calendar. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We need a Dog Nation podcast calendar. And let me tell you something else. I don't think it's too big a stretch to imagine that if you had one of these... Uh, I mean, if you had a really smoking chick on the sideline, I just have to think that the players and the coaches and everybody involved with the program is just going to be a lot more forthcoming with information than when you see uh, Lauren Smith and he comes up with his Canadian hunting trip story. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's a fixture on the sideline. God love him. But I got to think a hot chick. But he could, needs to go. I got to think a hot chick's going to get a lot better scoops. Um,. All right, well, I'll tell you what. With that note, Dog Nation, let's cut to... Uh-oh, I'm in trouble now, probably. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I'm being called out by Showbiz Wife now. It's, it's time for us to go. We've got to cut to our two embeds. Dog Nation, we're going to... Uh, I'm going to play a couple of clips for some stuff where me and Old Dog interviewed some guys that were at the game last night. Um, some sideline stuff we did. Oh, and by the way, between now and the bowl game, Dog Nation, let me tell you, I'm, I've got a bead on a Thomas Davis interview. We're going to talk with Carolina Panther, Thomas Davis, Greg Blue's old buddy. He was... Uh, he's been he's injured right now for the Panthers and I've got a bead on an interview with him look for an interview coming up with him in the dog nation where we talk about Georgia football while he's kind of on uh, injured reserve with uh, the Carolina Panthers right now that's got you got that to look forward to between now and the bowl game but right now we're going to cut to a couple of interviews that me and old dog did last night after the game and uh, that's going to be it for this show as usual I appreciate you guys listening check out this uh you know, drunken stupor stuff we did last night when we were just giddy with excitement over the SEC championship. Old dog down with Taco Bell. If you got anything, Taco Bell gets a downgrade. What else you got, old dog? That's about it. Just, uh, you know, we're going to wrap this show up. Uh, we're going to put together a ball show where uh, three of us get to, or two of us get together with Smooth. Uh, and this is going to be a little bit of a change. Not only are we going to get Smooth predictions, but, uh, but Old Dog and, uh, and Leonard are going to go on there, too. We're going to uh, make our uh, choices. Absolutely, and, and we're going to uh, score. Let, let the Dog Nation keep scoring and see who the best prognosticator is. And let the chips fall where they may, baby. And for all you Absolutely. people out there in the Dog Nation that wonder just how handsome I am, because I have, of course, the official radio voice, I know for all you females in our audience that are exactly wondering how handsome I am and exactly how hideous Old Dog is, that will be a video podcast from the bowl game show that we do. So you'll exactly get to see. I'll keep old dogs. Old dog, I'm going to have to limit your camera time just for the sake of the equipment. I'm just hoping I don't crack the lens. Yeah, for the sake of the equipment, I'm going to have to limit your camera time. But because I think I would, I think that is part of our technical difficulty. <laughs> Absolutely, my freaking camera's busted. All right, dog nation, hunker down, Atlanta bound. Look at the sugar falling from the sky, dogs. SEC Champions 2005, your University of Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in for our Dog Nation podcast and we do our bowl prediction show and our Sugar Bowl pregame show where we take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Thanks for listening, dog fans, and we'll be with you just in a minute. You guys, listen up now. We'll play these interviews from you from last night. Thanks, old dog. You got it. One more quick thing, dog fans. 
before I get to these uh, phone calls that we made last night, you got to remember this was after the game last night, and I have to tell you, there were some adult beverages involved on both sides of the phone conversation, and you know everything that goes along with that. And one more thing, a follow-up to a story we followed earlier in the season about the Panther cheerleaders. I know this is totally off the subject, but I can't get enough of this Panther cheerleader story. One of the ladies that got uh, assaulted by the Panther cheerleaders is suing the Panther, um, the one of the Panther cheerleaders, because she said that she's been humiliated because everybody at work and everybody who sees her thinks that she was beaten up by her boyfriend and by her husband and all that kind of stuff. And I just have to say, not only were the Panther cheerleaders having sex in a stall, but they can they can freaking throw down. They're throwing down. They're beating the shit out of customers. Why? I mean, I I tell you. That whole story, that's a made-for-TV movie. That's a made-for-TV movie waiting to happen. That is a ratings bonanza for the first, uh, probably the WB or somebody's going to make a TV movie out of that. But I'm telling you, I'm there, baby. I'm there. Stand by now, dog fans, for a little uh, phone conversation we had last night after the game. <laughs> you love being a dog fan, don't you? Hey, it's great to be a Georgia Bulldog. Ain't no doubt about that. Hey, man, we're the best team in the best damn conference, man. We hey, just, you got that shit right. Did we, we play good tonight or what? Oh, we just beat the hell out of the number three ranked team in the country. Beat them down, man. Hey, you could tell when they walked in the field tonight on the, in the stadium that they was ready to play. They come out jumping, hopping, hollering, high-fiving, all that shit. Hey, LSU didn't have it. Hey, I told Christy on the first drive, I said, LSU's a first-half team. I said, if they don't get off to a fast start, they ain't going to get off to no start. Hey, they come out playing, buddy. They come out ready to go. I know it. Damn LSU. Damn, I got to go all the way to Kentucky and come all the way back in about three weeks. That's going to be rough. Oh, come on. You can do it, can't you? You ain't complaining, are you? Oh, hell no. I'll be right here. Keith and going to be here. All my sister's going to be here. And hey. I hope you'll be here. I'm going to be there, baby. The damn Dog Nation <laughs> Dog Nation podcast is going to be there. All right. All right. We'll all get together. We'll have some big time after the win. <laughs> you got it, baby. SEC <laughs> champions, Wayne. Hey, <laughs> okay, another pet rally at Cheetahs. That sounds good, man. I know. I think I had a good time. Keith said I did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember. You just know your wallet's a little thinner, huh? Oh, yeah. I lost some weight last night, but that's all right. That's that, all part of it. That's all part of it. <laughs> what's I it, love it. Hey, what's it like right there right now, man? Oh, what's, man, it's wild as hell. It's hot shit. There's people everywhere with red on. You damn right. They got gone, man. They was they was a bunch of them gone, you know, in the in the fourth quarter. I bet. I bet. Up in the upper deck. They wanted to get out of that traffic, didn't they? Yeah, they won't be starting tonight. They won't be out nowhere tonight, I don't think. No, hell we no. Won't have the You'll have the cheetah all to yourself tonight. <laughs> We're gonna do it. I'm gonna turn you over to talk to Keith a little bit. Hold on. Morty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I try I couldn't flip you back. I I can't 
I have to initiate a three-way. I couldn't do that. I got you. But um, I was talking to them, and then the phone just went dead. Hell, I don't know what happened. They're, <laughs> they're damn drunk and raising hell. It's crazy, man. Well, at least he made the game. Yeah, he said the sugar is falling from the sky. Man, he said the LSU guys hit the damn bricks in the third quarter. I don't doubt it. As soon as Russell... I figure, I figure when Jennings took that interception back, that was it. Damn right. When he went 33-7, to that was game on, baby. That was Katie bar the door. Katie bar the door. God almighty, man. Three weeks, baby. Three weeks to the Sugar Bowl. Man. They said Shockley was talking after the game about... He just keeps going on about how we were picked third in the East. Third yeah. in the East. And now we're SEC champions, baby. That's it, baby. We play for the hardware. We come for the ring, baby. You got oh, it. Man. Old Dog, what do you got to say? I love being SEC champions. SEC man, I want, champions. I want you to know I was online making reservations in Atlanta in the third quarter. I know it, man. Hey, Wayne's just opposite us. Wayne's got tickets but no room. We got a damn room and no tickets. That's right. We need somebody in this dog nation to step we're, up. We're, we're scalping tickets. We need somebody in the dog nation to step up and just send a couple old dogs a couple of tickets, man. Yeah, we're going to have fun, baby. Scalping tickets is great. Hey, I want to go on the record right now. If a dog nation listener will send us a couple of tickets, I promise you'll get a spot on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. We might even interview them live, huh? Ain't no doubt about it. Oh, baby. That's... I don't think we're going to have much trouble finding tickets. No, I don't think so. It's a big stadium, man. And you got uh, West Virginia? It's a big stadium in West Virginia. Come on. I mean, you know. Come on, West Virginia. West Virginia don't even want to come down here for the damn beat no. they're going to get. Man, we're going to, man, golly, I don't even know what to say. I'm so damn excited. I'm just so excited, man. The sugar's falling from the sky. <laughs> Look at the sugar falling from the sky. That's it. Man, oh, man. Man, we stepped it up, too. Dude, what a defensive. I mean, Willie, my man, Willie Martinez. My man, Willie Martinez. <laughs> you know, I've always been a Willie Martinez fan, I tell Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Even when everybody else was down on him. Willie Martinez. <laughs> but I'm telling you, what turned him around was when we called for the Blitz on the podcast. You're right. We called for the Blitz. We changed, we changed his whole defensive philosophy. We sure did. And we, look where it's got him. I think when he started listening to the podcast, heard us calling from the Blitz. job. And, I mean, look, we got some blitzes. Minter coming off the corner tonight, just smashing Ru Jamarcus Russell and that other kid, whatever his name was. Man, the I'll tell you what, did you see that one in the fourth quarter where he just he just took the, the uh, halfback and just knocked his ass he, into the quarterback? He pushed the damn running back who was trying to block him right into the I quarterback. Mean, stepped up big these he last sacked them now. both, man. God almighty, what a game. Damn, what a game, dog fans. Oh, that, that was something. That was a great game, baby. That was a great football game. And the block punt, God almighty, you can't draw a block punt up any better on paper. No, you sure can't. I mean, that's the way you I mean, that's just the thing, kind of shit you dream about. We yep. kept Skylar Green under wraps on the punt returns. Ely Kelso. And Ed Kicks. Punted inside the five. Yep. Damn, what a game. The dogs look so good. For two hitting 51-yard field goals. I'm telling you. How about the dog? This this senior class broke the record, all-time record, 
of a winning senior class. They've won, they've won more games than even the '83 team. Yeah, man, and they still but got they, one they game they to go. Played in more games. Yeah, I know they got one more game and to realize, go. And realize one thing: the '83 team was like whatever it was, an eight. Yeah. <laughs> six, six of those losses came in 1979. You're right. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, we got we got an '83 team that didn't that lost six games in uh, in nineteen in 1979. Didn't lose shit in 1980. Lost one in '81 and one in '82. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you the fact that damn team was pretty strong. <laughs> I mean, you know, they were they were pretty 70, strong. The '79 when they were freshmen, they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but they stepped up pretty big after that. <laughs> they didn't lose but two more. We didn't lose but two damn games in three years. Damn. All right, dogs. I mean, that '79 season, we damn lost to every ACC team we played. God we almighty. lost to fucking Clemson, Wake Forest, <laughs> and Virginia. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal, man. Well, and I tell you, I think if we had played Duke, we probably would have lost. Damn it. Well, I tell you what, man, it's a good night to be but a dog this fan. Is stuff a good podcast is made of. Absolutely, absolutely. Boy, we this, we got a show, man. I we I mean we got us a show, buddy. And how about damn Virginia Tech? What's the score right now? Three to three at the half. Damn, Mickey Andrews is stepping it up on the defense, isn't he? Virginia Tech sucks. Virginia Tech does suck. We should. I, I'm not gonna say that Georgia should that's be in there. That's because they got a jitterbug nigger quarterback. <laughs> you know I'm taping this, but <laughs> I know you don't give well, a gotta, damn. You're gonna lose that, and I gotta take it back on Jamarcus Russell. I thought he, he, I thought he was faking, but we did separate some bitch's shoulder. <laughs> You thought he was faking. You had some choice words well, about Jamarcus Russell. If he had half the guts of Herschel Walker, third play of the 1980 Sugar Bowl, Herschel Walker separates his shoulder. He missed one play. <laughs> oh, man, what a and deal. you know why? Because that ball ain't heavy. That's right. <laughs> All he had to do was carry it in the other hand. Oh my gosh, Jamarcus Russell is no damn Herschel Walker. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you what, I am just, I'm just, I'm just fired up right now. I'm so damn excited about winning this game. I'm so excited about going to Atlanta for the Sugar Bowl. And I mean, and not just winning it. I mean, we dominated their ass. We dominated their ass. Dude, we're gonna video everything. We got it, man. We're gonna do our. We're gonna videotape. We're gonna videotape our bowl game show, and we're gonna videotape our pregame show for the uh, for the Sugar Bowl, dude. We're going to yeah. the Sugar Bowl, man. Oh, damn the Sugar Bowl. That was a fifteen million dollar game we played tonight. Yeah. All right, old dog. You it's got any? Just a, it's just it's just good to say again. You can't spell sugar without UGA. Can't spell sugar without UGA, baby. Marketed, mark it down, mark it down. And next year we got Joe Tereshinsky, we got Blake Barnes and Joe Cox fighting for the starting job. And that boy from Texas. We got the boy from Texas coming, Matthew Stafford. We got Craig Lumpkin running the ball, Mo Mass and Kenneth Harris catching the ball. Yeah, and I mean I know you don't like to talk and think about this, but uh, they're saying we're gonna have one of the top two or three recruiting classes in the nation. 
Well, you know what? That don't. You know, I don't. That don't mean shit to me. I, don't I care know. I know. That's where. That's where us old sages have to step in. Exactly. You can talk about all that. Let me know when they make a play between the hedges. All right? Because until they make a play between the hedges, but, I don't but give a damn. You the machine, baby. <laughs> I know it. I you know gotta, it. You gotta keep. You gotta keep the talent rolling in. I'll let you take care of that. You got it. All right, dog fans. We're gonna we're gonna check out for tonight. It was a great win. We'll finish up the rest of the post game show uh, tomorrow. Oh, that was fantastic! Fantastic, baby.